WKCR HD1. Oh, that can only mean one thing. That can only mean one thing. It's uh, Monday, and uh, the program is called Jazz Alternatives. But tonight, uh, occasionally we get to do this on a Monday, we have a fantastic guest in the studio for a program we call Deep Focus. And what we do, we do these Deep Focus shows, and the guest chooses an artist on whom to focus deeply. And, well... First, I'm going to introduce the guest because I'm so happy to have here in the studio drummer, conceptualist, William Hooker. Welcome back. And I am happy to be here, as you know. I do know. I yeah. do know. Yeah. You are, uh, you are unabashed in your enthusiasms. I value that <laughs> immensely. Well, you know, I, I just really was excited about the fact that we could do this. Yes, me too. And uh, so you've been here a few times. Uh-huh. Uh, each time you surprise me and uh, by picking an artist that I already love, and then you show me all kinds of new things about that artist and change my whole idea about who they are. Okay. Which is such a treat. And this is somebody who, whose music I adored, who I went and heard every chance I got. Hmm. And uh, yet there are new facets to be revealed. And who is that artist? Don Pullen. Don Pullen. Oh, man. Don Pullen. Um, I love listening to him. I, he had, uh, he had a great band that I never got to see, which was that. Which one was that? 360 degree music experience. With Beaver. Yes. Okay. And. Beaver Harris. That yeah. is a lot of people. Might Beaver know. Harris. Great drummer. Uh-huh. Lived here in the neighborhood as a matter of he fact. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And, uh, I love that band. They made some really terrific records. Right. Uh, right. I never got to see them, but, um, Many times I got to hear Don Pullen playing with George Adams. They had that fantastic quartet, Danny Richmond, Cameron Brown. Yes. And then uh, late in life, because he passed away in 95, I think. Um, At what age? Do you remember? He was was like 53. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And um, he had that fantastic whole big new concept band, the African-Brazilian Connection. And we've got some live recordings that are pretty much unknown. Yeah, they're kind of stunning, actually. Yeah. So I'm uh, really excited about one particular piece. I can't wait to hear this. I cannot wait to hear this. So, I mean, that's a little pencil sketch of me uh, listening to Don Poland, but yes. uh, you you could have chosen anyone, but you chose Don Poland. Okay. I'll set I'll set up I'll set up the scheme. Um, I was on vacation actually and i was going to i think it was either clinton or killingworth i was going to the beach and um 
I'm driving down this winding road, and I put on um, African um, African Brazilian Connection, and then all of a sudden the song um, Ah George We Hardly Knew You mm, came yeah, on, yeah. and uh, there's all these trees, and it's it's very very you know like it's it's a densely wooded area. And and then all of a sudden he started playing, and um, and I realized that this is a person that was going through so many changes, and and the way he was playing, it was so outstanding, and it hit me, it hit me from the heart, it hit me from the heart so heavily that um, I, that's where I that's where I called you for this request once I got to the beach. So this was, this was recently. Yes, recently, recently, just you know, like about a month ago, and um, because I, I took I took him seriously, but for some reason that particular setting, uh, it 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 uh, it sparked something in me, and then I started to think about, and I was having a, a conversation about nobody plays his music. Mm. Well. I mean, I thought about that. I thought about that. I thought about you know, like what's happening now, and and who gets played, who doesn't get played, blah blah blah, all this stuff. And um, but and and then I said, now if I have a chance to actually X-ray uh, his work with Mitch, I'm going to see if I can do it. And that's when I called up. But it was it was his touching my heart mm-hmm. with his with his uh, with his playing. And I think I, I think later on I'll elaborate on some of the things I think, which I can identify with directly about about the chord structures that he sets up and why these things hit the kind of emotional um, emotional tone that they that they do, um, and that's about it. It's funny too because I'm thinking about this listening to you talk about him that uh, you know I think. I think of him and I think of his playing. And okay. His, his playing is utterly Superb. distinctive and... I'm, Masterful. I'm, yeah. <laughs> almost kind of over the top. I mean, like, just he just comes right at you. But um, in addition to that, and I just did a lousy job of describing his playing, but I'm other with than it. to say that... I'm with it. It's very percussive as well. It, yes. Yes. That also I thought of you yeah. being a drummer. But uh doesn't get talked about enough what a terrific composer he is. His songs, some of those songs in particular, jump out with so much character and identity yeah, yeah. and uh, just expressiveness. And and they're very uh, almost cinematic. They're real like, Thank you. storytelling Thank kind you. of instrumentals. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's very unusual and not... That's that's what caught me. That's what caught me. Those those words that you just said, and then he was setting up this entire scene, uh, which was kind of interesting. When I listened to the piece itself, and I listened to the entire melody of that that one particular piece, and then uh, he he provided this entrance for uh, Carlos Ward to come in, Mm. and I was like, "Whoa! This is the way. This is the way it's supposed to be done." This is the way it's supposed to be done. And little did I know, well, I, I knew at the time, but then it really hit me about um, what did this song mean? You know, um, Odd George, we hardly knew you. I mean, he played with him. Did he mean, 
I started questioning just based on just based on the music. Well, George, now the the piece uh, was presumably written for George Adams, okay. who was his partner, That's sharing right. this this band they had together. Right. And it was it's funny because it's a quartet. Was George Adams, Don Poe, and quartet like two guys, yeah. only, like two leaders and two. You know, other guys in the band. Yeah, huh? it's kind of like well, you know, it's interesting kind of combination of democracy and uh, you know autocracy, like you know uh, co leadership. It's yeah, unusual. And they got along. Yeah, having a pianist and a saxophone and a horn player okay. co lead a quartet like that. Uh huh. Um, but they did kind of have that band had a voice. You know, it really had. Yeah. Um, and they recorded and toured and worked together all the time and. George Adams, uh, ironic thinking, uh, he also, his death anticipated Poland's death. That's right. Both way That's too right. soon. That's right. That's right. Um, so I think that was, that title refers to that, George, we hardly knew you. But you're right. You could t- interpret that a bunch of different ways. And that's what I, that, well, separate from all that, I think that um, I really would like to hear the piece that um, you and I were, were talking about. And um, let's just let's just dive into it. Hopefully, yes. And please, yeah. yeah. And you know, when I by the way, I'm just thinking. I use that word cinematic. You could use that word to describe music, and I think people might think like, "Oh, it sounds like that should be a movie soundtrack." I didn't mean that should be a movie soundtrack. I mean like, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, the music is a movie that you experience in your head. Good. You know? Well put. Like so much more than well put. Yeah. Well um, put. I, he hmm. yeah. Uh, you're if you don't know Don Poland's music, you're gonna okay. uh, in for a whole new world of experience. And if you do, you're gonna be pretty amazed because you've never heard this. I'm almost certain. It's uh, so it's Don Poland and the African Brazilian Connection is his mm-hmm. band that he led the last few years of his life. Um, and it literally is that he's tracing the line uh, through music of from West Africa through Brazil and okay. up into North America of this whole story of the slave trade told through music. It's stunning. Um, so the musicians, Carlos Ward of Panama, playing alto saxophone and flute, right. Morcham from Senegal on percussion and vocals, okay. Nilson Mata, uh, I think from Brazil, on mm-hmm. bass, and yeah. Guilherme Franco on percussion. Okay. Um, Don Poland playing piano. And uh, this recording we are fortunate to have made in Stockholm, Club Fashing. And. Um, 92. 1992. We're going to start with Kaylee. No, we're going to start with uh, Peace. We're going to play the whole set. We're going to play the whole set. Well, you're going to understand. <laughs> you're going to understand why I wanted to start it off with, with Peace Number Four. Piece number four. We're going to start with the uh, doo-wop days. Doo-wop days. Doo-wop days. This is music you've never heard. A live recording. Don Poland and the African Brazilian Connection, May fifth, nineteen ninety-two, in Stockholm. It's deep focus on Mitch Goldman. William Hooker's my guest. Music from Don Poland on WKCR. This is another one from the same release entitled Doo-wop Days.
That right there is some music that you have never heard. A live recording of Don Pullen and the African-Brazilian Connection made in May of 1992 in Stockholm. And uh, if you're just tuning in, the program is called Deep Focus. You are about to find out why. Because that track was chosen. Don Pullen was chosen by drummer, band leader, composer, thinker, William Hooker here in the studio with me. And uh, what I what I call you on Facebook, uh, human uh, musical explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was understating it quite wow, obviously. Wow, I'm telling you, I'm th- telling you. Now, what, what just happened? What, what just, just happened? happened? We just revisited 1950, let's see, 1955, and realizing that um, pulling is part of that generation that um, doo-wop music was really a very essential part of the culture. Now, and the song we said it was called titled "Doo-wop Days," D A Z E. Right. And uh, I don't think I think I think a lot of people tend to their own detriment okay. and his, unfortunately, okay. to sort of dismiss Don Pullen as, oh yeah, he's that terrific avant-garde pianist or whatever. They are missing so much. Okay. And I think exactly to the point you're making, the doo-wop yeah. gets, well, a few notable exceptions, does not get its due in the, talking about the scope of the things that feed this music. And right. you have, this is something you have firsthand knowledge of. Di- directly experienced it. Directly experienced it. I mean, um, uh, there, there are certain, there are certain tunes that are, that are um, exciters. Just as uh, even in free music or or in um, avant-garde music, there's certain levels of ecstasy that a person reaches that the listener, the listener and the um, the instrumentalist, uh, we both travel together to a very very high level of consciousness. And um, separate from the whole thing about doo-wop that deals with like romance and all that stuff. That's a whole separate issue, you know, like getting girls and girls getting guys and all this stuff and hanging out at night at the parties and all this. That's a different thing. When you think about the music itself, then you think about um, uh, that there was a precursor. It's it's about history. It's about history. And whether whether we like to acknowledge it or not. If you were in a place like, let's say, um, in a doo-wop, a doo-wop concert or a doo-wop party, and somebody put on "Shout" by the Ever- by by the Isley Brothers or some some band, preferably the one of the bands that I was in as a little kid, like fourteen, fifteen years old. If we did "Shout," you did "Shout" for like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and people were like dancing like they were in church. And like church was like church was um, church was rhythm and blues and rhythm and blues was doo wop and doo wop was whatever and and then when you took that to the club the same person that was playing ascension later on was walking the bar and it's it's all like one it's it's all toward trying to get a certain level of consciousness is my point mm-hmm. uh, and and. Um, 
Some people like that, and some people, they like rock and roll in a different form. They like it from the point of, oh, the whole British invasion, all this stuff. I can't really, I never really enjoyed that, even though I knew that certain people were writing a lot of songs and all this stuff. It just didn't take me where I wanted to go. I mean, I had to hear, I had to see, like, you know, I had to see Wilson Pickett jump off the stage in, in, at the Apollo. I had to see this for myself. I mean, and and then when you see that, then you say to yourself, wow, like something else is going on here, separate from just, um, separate from just, you know, uh, just sweat. And and it, there's a rhythm, there's a rhythm going on. And, and, um, and I think that uh, Pullen, Pullen brings that out in his music so ecstatically, uh, especially when he gets into his it, playing chords certain ways. And, and I, I'm taken back to even my own, my own sister who plays uh, piano in, in church. And, and many of those chords are the same resolving chords that, that you get into when you start going into ecstatic states it's it's very it's very uh it's all tied in it's all tied in and it just he just chose to deal with doo-wop in that case and and i think that he did it very effectively he did it very masterfully and he laid stuff on top of it that one would have never imagined doo-wop was about even though that bass kept the kept the thing going and his left hand kept the thing going but that right hand was totally out as you can as you can admit and and that's just just so beautiful to me it's so beautiful and it's just so um uh how can i put it it's so black (laughs) <laughs> and I love it. 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 And that's all I got to say. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying anybody else's thing is not right. I'm just saying I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. That's all I got to say. That's, I mean, doo-wop days. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Don Pullen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You just met William Hooker. <laughs> okay. okay. He, he just, he just bared his soul for us you did and you and once again this is what i love you you shine a whole new light on this music that i already loved and now i'm seeing and hearing things i didn't even know were there now you and i we're yes. both here yes in the studio yes that record came on yes i stood you up yes and you we did. were doing steps we, we were. were doing steps i'm so glad this you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying because you can't you can't let it go you can't let it go. And then you got to sit down and you got to listen. What is this man's right hand doing? And with his left hand, what is this? Yeah. No, and the right hand. The right hand. He's like. <laughs> that's out. That's totally out. I love it. I love it. I love it. See, but you and I were just like. <laughs> yeah, he never loses. He, you, The whole band knows where one is. Yeah. Whether they're playing it or not. Yeah. It's still there. And uh, there's also a really interesting in this composition and the way they approach the song, there's a kind of duality too. There's the whole, um, you know, verse and chorus. They always bring it back to that sweet spot. And then uh, it goes out to that other place. Yeah. And always comes back out yeah. to sea and comes back to shore. And he feeds and he feeds these, he feeds his work um, the way any great leader, great instrumentalist does. 
he feeds his work with enough with enough body so that whoever takes it out including himself you know you can come back and there's a firm foundation there that's dealing with not just the cerebral part the cerebral part of of understanding how 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 great my chops are but there's also that thing of like if i fall this group's got me this group oh, man, man we we hanging we hanging and we going through this whole thing and it's just so beautiful the way he does it i mean i uh i'll tell you this is this is what what i picked up as i was going down to the beach that day i was like this guy is serious business and i love it and the, you know the confidence <laughs> and the just that rapport and musical conversation going in particular on that piece in particular between Don Pullen on piano and Carlos Ward sure. on alto saxophone. Carlos Ward is such a a game collaborator, right. I think, in this context. You know, and he's as strong a solo voice as he is. He's always a member of that ensemble wherever he is. And you hear that, you know, when he's playing with Don Cherry, you hear that when he's playing with I mean all the many 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 great things Carlos Ward's done and you hear it at different times with all these guys there's a a lot of push and pull together but I think in that song in particular I think Car- well you know Carlos yeah. Ward yeah. comes out of he'd been in BT Express in the 70s you know there's like another all connection there of back through that No really yeah 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 he was part of that yeah, Carlos Carlos Ward's. Well, I I remember seeing him in Lower East Side on Jazzmobile with Chick Corea and 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 Jack DeJohnette. Yes. Uh, very very early, as soon as they moved to New York, which is like seventy three, and Carlos Ward was an interesting player, and he's he's a great player. Um, I didn't know this BT Express thing though, because I was always trying to think about the Haitian connection. Haitian connection with uh, Carlos Ward, but I well I I know very little about that. So um, anybody that can enlighten me, I have a friend that used to be up here all the time, Lionel Legro. Oh yeah, sure. All right, he used to enlighten me about a lot of things in terms about that connection, and um, especially you know when we would sit and and uh, listen to um, uh, Andrew Sorrell. Yeah, play and uh, and and he was turning me on to like many of these dudes that came out of like Haiti, uh, um, but I didn't know that whole BT Express thing was what was that Philadelphia kind of thing? Brooklyn, Brooklyn BT Express. Yeah, really. Yeah, and uh, but he's originally he's uh, from Panama. Originally. Oh, Panama. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. See, I don't know, I don't know. All I know is all I know is doo-wop. I lived. <laughs> I well, and reveal- I gotta say, I gotta say, most doo-wop to me is just so corny. It's just ridiculous. But sometimes, when I hear somebody take doo-wop out, I, I, my respect comes back. You <laughs> revealed something yes. very interesting to me. One of your early experiences. Am I giving you too much information? I, I'm approaching overload. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it all in. Am I giving? Go ahead, hit them. Him. About which part? Your first recording experience. I never heard this story oh. before. The very first, the very first record that I ever made was on the B side of "In the Still of the Night" with uh, the Five Satins, Fred Paris and the Five Satins. 
That's huge. It's a B side, yeah. That's, and, um, so sheds they, a whole new light yeah. on you as an artist. For yeah, me. like, uh, and that's that's that that's all that rock and roll stuff. Yeah, that's what I was. I was like fourteen or something. My goodness. And so I played, I played, I played on that, and then next thing I knew was a record. And um, and then the thing that happened that was very interesting. About I would say about ten or fifteen years ago, I went into the Iridium. I was like. I think I was I was looking for a gig, maybe, probably, because <laughs> I thought that Iridium was a place that perhaps might let me go in there and just exhibit some stuff. And I walked in, and the um, the guy who was in charge of it was one of the Five Satins, and um, and he remembered me after. And I looked at him and I said, "You're in the Five Satins, right?" And he said, "Yes." And I said, um, I told him my name, and he didn't remember. And then I told him where I was, and then it clicked in his head like, like I was the guy that they pulled in for that record. And he, I think he's still there. As a matter of fact, I took some. I took, as a matter of fact, I took pictures with him with Burn Nicks mm-hmm. and um, Matt Lavelle mm-hmm. and Francois Grillo, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and I think that Burn was playing there. Um, and and we went down there, and then I introduced them to him, and uh, he was he's one of the five satins. So, yeah, that's kind of a it's kind of part of my history that is. I don't know. May, all these things make you who you are. I think. Yeah. You know, and also gives me a, a love of dance. I love to dance. I do. I mean, I may not do all the all the right moves, <laughs> at all the time or at the right time, but you know, yeah, I could I I could dance. I I, I loved it. It's the multifaceted, multidimensional <laughs> William Hooker oh, well, here in the studios, I WKCR. I, I don't. I'm, I'm wondering what's days. Gonna, what is going to come out next, man. <laughs> oh, I got some stuff. I got to fasten my seatbelt here. This is just too alarming. You, one thing is going to happen when you put something on here. You're going to see the church is going to come out. I'm telling you, this dude is serious business. Yes, Don Pullen is serious business. He takes you into. He takes you into this diaspora, which is, which which a lot of people when they hear when a lot of people when they hear let's say, um, Don Pullen playing with Milford Graves, mm-hmm. the duo, mm-hmm. the duo. Okay, that's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. Hard to get record. Hard yeah. to get record. It was done in Yale. I forget. You know the history of it. Tell me. You must know the history of it. You you know it. Oh, I know the music. You know the but, music. Yeah, it was done in Yale, right? I, off the top of my head, I couldn't say, but I believe okay. that. But he was playing with two people, I think. One of them was Giuseppe Logan, right? Yes. And I remember Giuseppe Logan from ESP Discs, mm-hmm. and and there was also the work that he was doing with Milford Graves, and I was I was saying, I was saying to myself, this guy is really being challenged by Milford Graves because Milford 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 don't let up. Yeah, he don't let up. He, he's, he's like, that is one dude that like I'm. I'm. Oh man, he he digs. He digs deep. He does not play. I mean, and it's not about it's not about technique, and it's not about like you know, the flamadiddles and all this stuff. And let me just make sure that you know I'm I'm playing everything correctly and clearly and all up to speed. And and he just challenges you with his spirit. And who he is, 
and the dude that he chose to go down this journey with was was Don Pullen. And when they put when that record came out, I was like, "This is heavy stuff." That's how I knew Don Pullen. That's how I really knew him. So so then when this other stuff comes out and you hear what he's playing in a different way, you say to yourself, "Wow, yeah, he he gets it." He gets it. He gets it because he is it. He is the diaspora. He is that history. And that's that's why, you know, it's so interesting to me. Yeah. And I think it's it is all completely manifest in this this group, his final group, the African Brazilian Connection. You think so? Uh, absolutely. It's it's in the name of the group. It's in I hear any drumming though in that in that. Well, you know that. what's funny? He usually had uh JT Lewis on drums. And uh, I, I still don't hear no drumming. Well, he's not on this recording. I'm talking about Milford Graves. Are you serious? Milford Graves, Milford Graves, and Milford Graves oh, and Don yeah, Pullen? Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? No, but you see, all right, here's the difference. <laughs> yes. No, that is you some me. powerhouse stuff. I hope, I, I hope we're not killing these people out here. <laughs> <laughs> we, got some, we got a whole lot more music right. coming at you. Yeah. But um, maybe we'll talk about this more off mic. No, it's all implied. Yes. That's Don Pullen's early work, and yes, the energy and all that is there. But here, it's on the surface. He's calling like that song "Doo Up Days" we just played. It's right out there for you, in name, in the instrumentation, everything that he's doing. It's, yes, he's being very direct now. Yeah, and he's drawing it in pencil, you know, very clearly. I love it. So now this next piece, it's yes. funny because uh, this is a rare moment of of contra contra ton See, I knew you. I knew you would go there between Mitch I and knew William. You would go there. Oh, but I got I got my my saber. Over here. <laughs> I got my lightsaber over here. Well, what are you talking about, Mitch? Well, you you were somewhat dismissal dismissive of this piece. That I wasn't. Dismissive. I'd like to play. No, I just you just want to play. Million times. All right. Well, but I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I heard it I heard it many times. The first piece in the set. Um My wife will tell you. She knows. Is a, a focus. You play that all the time. Morcham. Morcham is uh playing the sabar, right? And this and he and vocalizing. Uh he is a master drummer, I would think you Where is this? You would have oh, some. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So the African Brazilian connection starting in Africa, starting in Senegal. All right. And uh, Morcham, I believe he is a descendant of generations of master drummers. Really? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the you look this up and stuff? I I used to know him a little bit back then. Yeah. What do you mean? Where do yeah. you, what do you mean a little bit back then? You used yeah. to know him. Where? In New York? Yes. Yes. Whoa. And uh, Morcham was, um, uh, wow, yeah, man. yeah. He's a real deal, man. Listen to his time. Listen to his story through his drums. Listen to his tone. You will know it. You will know it. I'm challenging you. Mitch, thank you, man. Wow. So See? the set starts. We uh, actually went out of order a little bit. We play, we wanted to hit you with do up days, but the set actually starts with this piece, Kele Mubana, and you will hear Morcham on his uh, hand drums. And well, actually, Sabara they play with uh, stick, curved stick, talking drum, that kind of thing. Okay. And um, the kind that they had last night at uh, Lincoln Center. I missed that one. 
Hold on. All right. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You're listening to the program. It's called Deep Focus. William Hooker, my guest in the studio. Man, I'm so happy having you up here. (laughs) And the focus is on the great Don Pullen. Right now, we're listening to a live set from 1992 from Club Fashing in Stockholm. And uh, the African-Brazilian connection with Don Pullen's piano. Carlos Ward, alto saxophone and flute. Morcham's percussion and vocals, uh-huh. Nilsson Mata on the bass, Guillermo right. Guillerme Franco, percussion. And uh, what does Kelly Mubana mean? Uh, well, you know, I don't want to. Uh, All right, I don't know. Uh, I, missed, I was thinking. Um, I'll, I'll have to run that through my Wolof translator for you. Okay. I've got, I've got an app for that. All right, the good. All, All right. right, no, no, yeah, I want to see. Okay. It's deep focus on WKCR, Don Pullen. Ah, we got to see. This is authentic uh, Swedish radio. I should have just skipped that one. But. No, that's great. Yeah. This, uh, you met this dude. You know this dude. You met him. Yeah, yeah. That's it.
WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD1. A polite little smattering of applause, but uh, no less enthusiastic. We are at the club Fashing in Stockholm, Sweden, May of 1992, just over a quarter of a century ago. My goodness. You're listening to a program we call Deep Focus. My name is Mitch Goldman. I invite a guest into the studio, and my guest chooses an artist on whom we turn our most dedicated attention. Mm-hmm. William Hooker here tonight. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Mitch. Yes. Yes, I love this. <laughs> and uh, William's choice, I'm so happy uh, that, William, that you picked Don Poe. And he, um, do you think it's, would it be fair to say of him, would it be fair to say of you, there's a kind of shared uh, sort of maximalism? Uh, maybe that's not quite the right word. But um, <laughs> what the... Of, um, I'm just thinking about the overlap between what he does and what you do. Wow. I would. Wow. Um, I, I I really do feel that they both come from the same essence, from the same seed. And I do also feel that they're that they are very very close to. Um, part of the uh, the same uh, part of the tree that um, is about free free music and free jazz I, I really would do I would think so I think that he's part of the generation that I that um, have made such a deep contribution to taking the music uh, to other places and um, he was fearless in in doing that. Fearless in doing that, as well as fearless about trying to um, use as many, conceptualize the work into as many different kind of situations as he could. And I really, um, I really like that about um, the way he looks at, um, it, the way he looks at his music and the way he looks at the people that are working with him. Hmm. Um because he makes it easy for them to to just float down this river, you know, together. Um and like you, he's got certain he'll he'll dedicate himself to a vehicle and explore that fully for a number of years. I mean, that's something you've people that you've worked with in different contexts uh-huh. um come back to and you call on their voice to uh shine a certain light on something that you're tumbling in your head that's true um i think that in my case i i don't know his, i don't know about his case i think that i i don't know what he what he did um outside of the music vein i don't know i mean well, you i'm yeah i mean there's, there's you a know point what I'm saying, to be able to pay rent and and to do practical stuff you know so i mean um all of these groups had to be working, I would think. That, you know, that's one thing. I do have the sense that this band in particular, the African-Brazilian Connection, I think they worked a lot. I think he was actually able to keep this band um, maybe not, you know, 100% of the time, but uh-huh. a pretty healthy amount of touring and a number wow. of recording projects. And uh, I remember seeing them in a festival in San Francisco one time playing in a oh, really? nice big house. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I think they were uh, 
Well, just the fact that he played with Mingus for a long time, well, and yeah, Mingus yeah. brought him out of you know a certain uh, funk, and and brought him out of a certain uh, group of people, and and put him into his group. I mean, that's 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 really uh, um, something to say, and 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 I think that uh, all those kinds of steps make it easier for a person to be able to hold a group together in terms of. Uh, getting work at certain places that pay, mm-hmm. and also being sure. able to do festivals, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, worldwide that is. Um, but that still doesn't take away from that. That's the practical side. Um, my my focus with Don Pullen is is about this whole, um, and 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 I I think that I'm narrowing it down, which is not right. And I wouldn't want even want to try and do this, but this is something that has appealed to me that I've seen in his playing. It's very, very gospel tinged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I see that in in the um, the chords, the chords that he chooses to play, the kind of tunes he chooses in many cases to do, and how those tunes resolve themselves, and what and and the chords that he uses oftentimes are chords that speak directly to my heart. Mm. And and they're very very clear and they're very very outspokenly uh, right in my face. This is what I mean, William, and and um, and and I I really appreciate that every once so often. He also I really he played uh, he yeah. played organ as well, didn't he? I think that's that's what I that's what I that's what this says here. Yeah, that's what this says. He says he played organ as well, um, and. Uh, I prefer his piano playing yeah. to his organ playing. But uh, I'm just thinking in terms of what you're saying and that voice and coming out of the church. and Yeah. That's not that it has to be okay. uh, piano or organ or anything else, but I'm, I yeah. think that was also part of his background. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I do know that... Uh, uh, according to this, this that I picked up and I was reading, um, I don't know how much of it is true, as you remember, I, because it, it all depends on who who wrote it and what he has to say. But um, this person got into his playing organ, and how he mentioned how Larry Young had just passed away at a very early age, and because of that, um, Don Pullen started working extensively playing organ in clubs, in festivals, and stuff like that with different groups and um i don't know i don't know if that's true yeah to be honest i mean so well that whole you and i have talked about your experience organ trios yes and all that that was but happening. half those people that played in the church they didn't they weren't playing this kind of organ yeah they didn't know it was like a whole different thing i'm talking about people that would like steal the organ just to go to the gig <laughs> they would, <laughs> They weren't, they weren't exactly like that. They didn't bring it back Sunday morning. No, no, they like they did. no, sneak they back in. No, they did it. On the way home. How difficult it is to steal an organ. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> have have no it be with a Leslie Tone cabinet. End of the night. Serious? Like, oh, man, I got No, gotta... in the afternoon, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, oh, steal an organ. That's right, low. That, that's, that's low. That's low? Man. That's that's impossible. That's, like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, but I don't think that he did that. No, but I think that I think that you know he wasn't hanging around with those people. Those people were like on another level. But um, 
I I I just I really prefer his his piano playing. It's very very clear to me. It's very clear to me, and I like that clarity. I mean, I I I don't say I like that clarity all the time. I I like that clarity in him. Mm-hmm. 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 It really makes it really makes him uh, a distinguishable a distinguishable figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. What Should else we, do you have? Oh, we got the set keeps going. Should we dive back in? I, I think so. Stockholm. Uh, but but I wanted to know what other the like what's the difference between let's say England and Stockholm? Mm. Have you been to this uh, venue by any chance? Which one? Club Fashing in Stockholm. Stockholm. Uh, what's the difference? Well, you know. Um, I mean, Stockholm no, I mean in terms of the music. I mean, in terms of the music. In terms of the audience? Or? No, the music. Like, one is a trio. No. Oh, 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 I'm yes. sorry. Gotcha. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I think we should, I think we should hear some more of the, Okay. Yeah. This okay. African-Brazilian connection, I think it's it's a deep river, man. I think we should okay. keep swimming. And then maybe we'll turn to the trio because that's Great. real distillation you know Great. so is that a trio or quartet that's what george adams trio oh oh then we also have the we adams have in poland okay then good okay i'm with you but let's why don't we play at least one more for here right, from fine. uh so we're going to go back to stockholm may of 92 the african brazilian connection uh i haven't given the names of the musicians on this break that's carlos ward playing the alto saxophone and plays flute as well morcham percussion leading that last piece kelly mubana Nielsen Mata on the bass and Guillermo Guillermo Franco percussion and uh did uh yes did they win you over with Kelly Mubana a little bit or Well, you know favorite? something I I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I think that um what I read Don Poland was actually in Muhal Richard Abrams experimental band. Mhm. Now that is that is interesting for me because that's very very exploratory that's very very out there and i think that um you know a person that wanted to go in and actually be in the presence of um of muhal uh, abrams playing piano in his band in chicago he learned a lot he learned a lot conceptually, probably learned a lot about holding a band together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Probably really got firsthand knowledge about what kind of a struggle he was getting ready to get into. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that's very important. Not to mention. That's 64. Yeah. That's not, 64. Not to mention all of Muhal's talents and color and arrangement. Exactly, and, exactly. And also just him talking to another pianist about this is, you know, this is the way I do things. And then you're seeing someone else, a master, showing you what's going on before you come to New York. That is outstanding. That's mind-boggling. And then uh, you get into the point where uh, he, I don't know why they say he got sidestepped for a while before he was rediscovered. But that's that's, that's this person's writing, which is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of European-ish. You know, it's this whole faint praise thing. I don't like that yeah, at all. I'm with it's you. Kind of, I don't like that. But um, but just I because I, I'm reading it because I didn't know all these things. Um, because by 1973, 74, 
then he starts playing with Charlie Mingus. Mm-hmm. And I do remember, I do remember explicitly, there's either Changes 1 or Changes 2 had such an effect on me. That had an effect on me. Some of those tunes were so beautiful and they were so memorable that it was just like, and, and for me to realize that Don Pullman was on there. Yeah, and George Adams. And George Adams was on there. Oh, okay. And okay. Danny Richmond, who plays drums with the quartet. Right, and Danny Richmond, who lived also. I'm so glad you're digging the show. This one from Monday, August 7th, 2017. William Hooker with me and, well, you you know, you're with us. We are just uh, having the greatest time with this music, and uh, um, I'm just loving the insights that William is sharing about Don Pullen. We're having a great time. You're having a great time with us. Uh, you've heard me talk about this podcast. You found us. You got to the end of the program, so you know where to get us. Here's something that you might not know. I've had some feedback from listeners who are a little frustrated with the interface at Podbean. They've been a great host for the podcast, but uh, it's not so easy to search for a particular episode you're looking for. Now that we have a couple of hundred episodes up and you might vaguely remember or hear about one from the past, you don't know where to find it, I've got another clue for you all. Go to my website, mitchgoldman.com, and click on the Deep Focus tab. In fact, I'll be a little bit more specific about that. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, mitchgoldman.com, and uh, under Deep Focus, there's a pull-down menu, a drop-down menu, and go to About Deep Focus, or you can just uh, type in mitchgoldman.com slash about hyphen, deep hyphen, hyphen, focus, mitchgoldman.com forward slash about hyphen, deep hyphen, focus, about deep focus. And um, there's a search bar. There's a little Google search bar, and you could put in the name of uh, any of the hosts or subjects of any of the episodes or a date, and it'll search through and find, hopefully, find the one you're looking for. So that's another little opportunity there to find your way and um, trying to make it easy for you. You can also, uh, well, you can just crawl through at mitchgoldman.podbean.com or wherever you like to listen to us. Okay, this was, you just heard part one of three parts. This one, we have the complete program. So uh, I'll see you over at part two. Glad you're along for the ride.